Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're starting a brand new meditation on the book of Jonah. I love to entitle it, Jonah's Magnificent God. Because Jonah was a guy that really, really struggled with life. Jonah. Because the book of Jonah is a story of a big fish swallowing a little man, many dis dismiss it as fiction. But Jonah lived. He was a prophet during the reign of King Jeroboam II around 793 B.C. And Jesus even referred to Jonah as a real historical person in Matthew 12. When God sent Jonah to Nineveh, he rebelled, was swallowed by a fish, repented, and fulfilled his mission after all. Jonah did not want God to forgive the Ninevites. Although the story focuses on an angry, disgruntled prophet, it really is a story of Jonah's magnificent God. Let's dig in. Jonah 1, 1 to 4. The word of the Lord came to Jonah, the son of Amittai, saying, Arise, go to Nineveh, that great city, and cry against it, for their wickedness has come up before me. But Jonah rose up to flee unto Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. And he went down to Joppa, and he found a ship going to Tarshish. So he paid the fare thereof and went down into it to go with them to Tarshish from the presence of the Lord. But the Lord sent out a great wind into the sea, and there was a mighty tempest in the sea, so the ship was like to be broken. You see, Jonah was an Old Testament prophet who was used of God in a great way. His assignment to Nineveh was not his first. We find Jonah's initial assignment to King Jeroboam in 2 Kings 14. And even though the people were kind of wicked during this time, God gave the land back to Israel, not because they deserved it, but simply because of his grace. You see, Israel, following the leadership of sinful King Jeroboam, was living in disobedience. And even though Jonah's people enjoyed the obvious peace and prosperity, they were spiritually and morally in big trouble. Sadly, in so many ways, the worldview of many in our country is quite similar to that of Nineveh, and that's scary. You see, Jonah's calling in life was to be a prophet of God. Before the Bible was finished, God used men like Jonah and Jeremiah and Ezekiel to communicate with his people and often warn them of future judgment. It was not an easy job. Who wants to be told that he is in sin and will be judged by God? Jonah was to visit Nineveh somewhere between 885 and 624 BC, a time of great success and glory for the Assyrian Empire. Throughout the Old Testament, there is mention of the Assyrian armies fighting with Israel and Judah during these years. In other words, Jonah was called to warn his enemies of God's judgment, and he didn't like what God was asking him to do. Now put yourself in his shoes, or I should say in his sandals. In Iraq, the city of Kirkuk, near the northern oil fields, it's near the site of the ancient city of Nineveh. The ruins of Babylon are like 90 miles south of Baghdad, home of King Nebuchadnezzar, who defeated the Jews in 586 B.C., and for whom former Saddam Hussein's Nebuchadnezzar Division of the Republican Guard was named. Can you imagine how you would feel if God called you to preach his judgment on the streets of like cities like Baghdad? As I write this meditation, it is the year 2020. As terrible as persecution was in Jonah's day, mistreatment of Christians has increased in an alarming rate, even in our so-called civilized world. In Afghanistan, get this, it's illegal to convert to Christianity, and those who do are treated as insane for leaving Islam and taken to mental institutions. In Somalia, Christians are hunted down and expelled as the Somalians desire to eradicate all Christians from their country.
In Pakistan, there's a constant threat of mob attacks. In rural India, Hindu extremists cut off those who convert to Christianity. They cut them off from water, supplies, and even the government subsidized groceries. Again, can you imagine how you would feel if God called you to be a missionary to Afghanistan or Somalia, Pakistan, or India? As we meditate our, our way through the book of Jonah, it would be wise for us to carefully examine Jonah's struggles in light of our own. Jonah knew what God wanted him to do, but he ran the other way. Jonah was willing to die rather than repent and obey God. Jonah did not pray until crisis came into his life. Jonah tried to keep control of his life as long as he could. Jonah finally obeyed, but with a pretty rotten attitude. Jonah got angry with God. Jonah argued with God. He questioned him. Jonah chose to pout rather than talk with God. Jonah was exceedingly glad with what God gave him, but exceedingly mad with what he gave the Ninevites. Jonah thought more of his personal comfort than eternal discomfort of his enemies. Okay, Jonah's unfaithfulness was overshadowed by God's faithfulness. As we meditate through this interesting book of the Bible for the next 30 days or so, we will see God's presence, God's power, God's patience, and God's passionate love for us in spite of our constant struggles and failures. Remember, it's not a sin to struggle, but it is to quit, to give up, and to let sin and selfishness win. I hope this study will be an encouragement to you. Our time's up for today, but do remember today is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. And remember that today I want you to have a good day. See you tomorrow.